Welcome back to the Strategic Execution Podcast. We're the execution gurus, with over 40 years between us leading strategic execution, including post-merger integration, in companies from the lower middle market to the Fortune 50 on behalf of investors and boards. In this podcast, we offer insights and thought-provoking anecdotes from our experience to help your merger integration, plan implementations, or major transformations succeed with fewer change resources than you've been led to believe you need and yield a healthier company than you imagined was possible. Today, we are discussing a topic on the minds of many boards, executives, and investors in companies undertaking a merger or pursuing a series of acquisitions. In an environment of employee trepidation, how do you achieve progress while minimizing personnel replacement, elimination, or defection? Perhaps before we even dive into that question, we should examine the purpose of the merger. Is this a straightforward combination of two entities with significant product and customer overlap, or are the companies more adjacent and complementary? In the first case, an argument for a more down-the-middle functional integration with a heavier synergy expectation can be made. In the latter case, this would definitely be well off the mark. The fact is, most merger mandates fall somewhere in a range between these two characterizations. Certainly, integration can be an opportunity for pruning, but more importantly, it is an opportunity for harnessing the best thinking and innate knowledge of teams. Moreover, it provides a rare chance to observe the collaborative capabilities of employees by putting them together to contribute to the planning process. The people in the trenches are those who know a great deal about how things work and what needs to be done in order to make the integration succeed at all levels. In the CHAMP method, we prescribe a multi-cycle, 360-degree chartering phase in which senior leaders and middle managers in each functional area and both or all of the merging entities are engaged to develop a plan that fully describes all aspects of a particular change initiative. This way include objectives, milestones, dependencies, KPIs, risks, and mitigants. Also, the charter team should be comprised of not only selected people from the subject function, but also other functions that are suppliers and customers of that function. Most importantly, the mandate of a charter should not simply be, for example, combined purchasing functions, which focuses everyone's attention solely on the potential cost savings, creates fear, and gives rise to resistance. Cleverly circumscribed, the charter might instead read, optimize global purchasing, to improve the company's negotiating position with vendors, which invites collaborative thinking and participation. Ultimately, the latter might very well lead to decisions to reduce combined staff in the purchasing function, but everyone will have had plenty of engagement in the decision and will actually have contributed to the formation of a function that better serves the company. Essentially, the CHAMP method for the chartering phase dismantles silos and extracts a full 360-degree stakeholder underwriting of the initiative. We call that the collaborative approach. In fact, 
the after-effect of shared purpose and co-ownership of outcomes can motivate and inspire participants. At the other end of the spectrum, we have the authoritarian approach, where senior leadership alone makes the decisions. There are several problems with this approach. First, many employees will be unknowns or at least might be untested in a bigger entity where assumptions about their ability to perform may be unfounded. Perhaps they will rise to the occasion or perhaps they will fall flat. Consequently, blind cuts may miss the mark. In addition, without participation in the process, key employees may opt to leave, a brain drain the merged entity can ill afford. Finally, an authoritarian approach does nothing to capture good thinking and ideas from the troops. In general, authoritarian approaches are best used only for a crisis, and almost never should a merger be done between organizations in crisis or because of a crisis. Rhetorically speaking, which of these approaches do you think will yield a healthier company in which the workforce is more engaged and poised to drive success? Companies are in business mostly to make money. So, of course, financial synergies are almost always expected from a combination of companies. There's no question that even when deploying a collaborative approach, top leadership and boards preserve optionality to capture synergies. However, the integration provides a wonderful opportunity to achieve not only financial synergies, but even more importantly, complementary benefits using a collaborative approach via major transformation of key aspects of the company leveraging the merger's momentum and purpose that is more difficult to generate otherwise. The contrast and outcomes between the two approaches couldn't be any clearer as evidenced in a couple of first-hand examples from our past work. In the first, a multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical company was integrating the first of several mergers of equals. Rather than using a collaborative approach, the companies opted for simplicity's sake to allow each to run an authoritarian approach on individual divisions and functions, which they simply divided up. For the functions or divisions that each controlled, both organizations merely cut the merging entity's people and continued operating the respective function or division as they had before. Sure, some synergies were achieved, but the overarching end result was an enormous waste of potential best practices and good thinking of both organizations, yielding no improvement in that function or division, coupled with a great deal of internal divisiveness that persisted for years afterwards and impeded progress on many fronts. A golden opportunity to create a healthier, more successful merged company was lost. In a more positive example, a global billion-dollar sponsor-owned machinery components maker was conducting a multi-continent merger that we were supporting. The sponsor took our advice and embraced a collaborative approach. No charter developed in this situation referred simply to a functional consolidation, but rather adopted a transformative theme derived from the merger strategy. In a number of functions, significant pre-deal fear was quelled 
and major strides were made in upgrading the capabilities of functions across the globe. The company didn't merely collect the harvest of that single merger, but rather used it to actually up its game, positioning itself for high growth and market leadership. As we've outlined, there are two approaches to functional integration, the authoritarian approach and the collaborative approach. While both can deliver financial synergies, the authoritarian model can give rise to fear, trepidation, and missed opportunities. Meanwhile, the collaborative approach fosters and engages the best practices and thinking of the combined companies to create functions that are better than either company had before the merger. The collaborative model is integral to the CHAMP method for strategy execution, and we recommend it for strategically-minded and culturally-embracing companies. We invite you to access a free download of the Change Acceleration Management Process at www.executiongurus.com. We sincerely hope that you can deploy the methodology at your company. In the meantime, please look out for next week's edition of the Strategic Execution Podcast, where we'll be covering the topic of anticipatory communications and how the board and senior executive can improve the focus and flow of communications to facilitate improved strategy execution. This is the Strategic Execution Podcast, where we aim to help your merger integration plan implementation, or major transformation succeed with fewer change resources than you've been led to believe you need and yield a healthier company than you imagined was possible. We are Harry Gray and Greg Kalaman, the Execution Gurus. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by Execution Gurus Media in partnership with The Cover Pages. Our original soundtrack was created by Hannah Callaman and performed by Hannah Callaman and Caleb Callaman. Our executive editor is Caleb Callaman.